0: Hello and welcome again to Mindfulness Why Bother with me Russell Squire. This is the third podcast so far so if you enjoyed this one then check out the other two which you can find links to on the resources page of my website which is russellsquire.com that's r-u-s-s-e-l-l-s-q-u-i-r-e dot com But then wherever you're hearing this podcast, the other two will be on that same platform. And if you do feel so moved to show some support, then there's a donations page on russellsquire.com. Any donation very gratefully received as this will help me to put out more content. So thank you in advance. Now this time I'm going to be talking about forgiveness and uncovering a few facets within that. A lot of this is formed from the writings of teachers that I've had, Jack Cornfield, and also informed by the writings of Tara Brack, although most of this is really, uh, especially the meditation, based on Jack Cornfield's talks. And it's uh, quite a deep dive into those different facets, like I say, so let's get right in. The writer Annie Lamotte says forgiveness means giving up hope of a better past. In fact the full quote is forgiveness means giving up all hope of a better past and within that we might also consider that we need to be really honest with ourselves about what part we may have played in this and accepting everything that comes up about what we feel, what happened to us, and what's going on within us here and now. While that act or scenario is in the past, we're doing this forgiveness work to heal what is present with us today. And this might be manifesting differently to what we're telling ourselves is is happening. It might be what we should be feeling, or what we expect to be feeling, or even what others might be saying we should be feeling. And It's really what is happening is where we begin. And this process, this kind of processing takes courage as it can be painful. And as with all these mindfulness practices, we must be aware and stop short of any overwhelm. We can zoom out, we can mentally step back or just come back to the breath for a bit. Don't give up at first if something is painful because... That is almost to be expected, and we don't need to stop because there's some pain. But just keep checking with yourself as to how much you can take, as this can be raw work. So we're looking at forgiveness from all perspectives, and that does include forgiving ourselves. Another quote, this one from Abraham Lincoln, he said, I've always found that mercy bears richer fruits than strict justice. Okay, so forgive me while I make sure I get my right notes. Very sensitive equipment here. It could be said that there are several parts in play when we're working with forgiveness, so I'll just run through them. Firstly, we've got to understand what it is and what it isn't. We're not in any way condoning what may have happened just because we're doing forgiveness work. We're not papering over what has happened. We're not papering over the consequences. And we're not even doing this practice for another person or for the other people involved. This work is done by you for the pain and any suffering that you are still carrying. carrying. Maybe you've heard the saying about carrying hot coals, meaning to throw them at the perpetrator of your pain. While all the time burning yourself. So secondly, with regard to this pain, you must get a sense of the suffering that exists in yourself. That could be seen as both acceptance and honesty. We can be blinded to all the elements we're holding on to, whether there's anger or rage about the past or just the actions of another. What pain is with us right now? So really getting in touch with those feelings and emotions. And are you still holding on to a lack of forgiveness? Do you have internal statements and scripts that are running that will say, I'll never forgive that? Now that takes energy. There's almost a weight to be felt of not forgiving. And maybe you can even take a moment, you know, maybe pause this and tune in and feel how that not forgiving is tight and constricted as opposed to what you can imagine, something you may have forgiven in the past, feeling open and spacious. And this process is going to take time. Sometimes we can do something in one sitting, but other things take revisiting time and time again, bit by bit. And we'll be doing a meditation at the end of this talk, just to begin this process. So it's not in your best interest to hold on to thoughts, going over a situation again and again, mulling over another actions, another's action while they're off having a good time, possibly even forgotten all about the situation. If we're feeling regret or guilt, these are really just best used as signals that can be our learning points. Dwelling on them is just sticking ourselves in the past. And next, we can just consider those benefits of having a loving heart. You might never have actually sat down and thought anything about that. What does it mean to have a loving heart? Or maybe you have done this kind of work and you've had an experience of letting something go because you may feel that things are actually smaller than they need, smaller than needs to be considered. So the loving heart is larger than anything else. I I don't want to get too ethereal about this, but that sense... I mentioned just earlier about spaciousness can almost feel bigger than certain events that have happened to us. So maybe those larger events almost become the small stuff that we're not going to sweat. So, softening the world and imagining what it would be like to be open and loving would be where I would start with reflecting on the benefits of the loving heart. You can imagine no road rage, less conflict, more understanding and I know I'm beginning to sound like imagined by John Lennon but that might be a good place to be, don't you think? And we don't need to be loyal to our suffering. Now that's again a set of words you've probably not thought of before but if we consider that there was something that happened to us and it feels present to us this day then might it be defining us in some way even in a small way it might affect how we respond to certain situations and certainly to other people especially if they're still present in our lives so we might have become identified with that situation and that identification begins to define us as people maybe we can begin to release The Dalai Lama said, they have taken so much, burned our temples, burned our texts, killed monks and nuns. Why should I also let them take my joy and peace of mind? So the next part in this forgiveness practice is to understand that it's a process. Whenever I hear those words, it does take me back to City Slickers 2 with Billy Crystal. Not the highest point of film history, but... He would often say it's a process and it was obviously a joke when he was saying it but um, it does give me a smile. And it would be great if we could do one dose of forgiveness and then everything becomes hunky-dory but it really often doesn't work like that. We need to come back to this practice over and over again. So even if you come back to just the meditation part then in a few minutes you can be revisiting that and we can really begin to get somewhere. I I know that when I've done my own practices, things come up just by giving those situations and those feelings within us a bit of space to breathe. And we can get some more information that may never have been available to us before now. Maybe now is the perfect time to begin these, these challenges. And... Maybe it's easier then to become closer to loved ones and we can almost go back in time to even longer term problems and these things might still be lingering in some way. Now you don't need to go digging into every aspect, it's just what comes to you and it is easier to start with the smaller things but I'll be coming on to that. Different things come up each time we do this as well. So you don't need to be impatient. Just doing the work is really showing yourself some really good self-care. And just having that intention to forgive is a really helpful place to start. Jack Cornfield said, it sets the compass of the heart. And once we set that course, we, we don't expect the perfect outcome to come about may be that the desire for forgiveness is all we get the first time that we're trying, but that's enough to build upon. And yet there will be obstacles. You may be beginning that process and I can never forgive that person just comes up to you. Or you get pulled into the experience and need to back out, as I said, and zoom out and just remind yourself that you're safe here and now. But these obstacles can become workable when you know you're headed towards forgiveness. If we know the obstacles are likely, then we can at least accept them when they come up. And yet you can still keep that intention. It's important and it's powerful. Even if we don't know how we'll get somewhere, if we know that we will, then those next steps will present themselves. And as I alluded to earlier, we, do, we can just start with the easy things. I know that I began with things that happened when I was 11 years old. And even then, things came up for me now that really helped and really opened out. It's like you've got this scar tissue that can really be softened. Whatever opens your heart the easiest and can be forgiven, then just go for that. It's a practice and you can work your way up. Maybe just asking yourself the question, can I forgive a little bit or can I begin to forgive? Can you be open to the possibility of forgiveness? You can see how all these things kind of merge and feed into each other. And you might be surprised that you've also got to be willing to grieve and let go. Loss, fear and anger could come up in this process. Those questions about why did it happen to me? And if you resonated with that identification I mentioned earlier, then we let go of what we thought were part of ourselves. And that can feel quite strange and disconcerting. Rumi said, don't reject your grief and loneliness Let it season you like few ingredients can. So, now without the stuttering over my words, don't reject your grief and loneliness. Let it season you like few ingredients can. So, trust that things that are difficult can become digestible. Again, with the trust we employed with setting the compass of the heart, it's okay to be unsure of what is possible yet believing that it is. Show yourself that you're willing to go through the process. Even Nelson Mandela admitted to having had all the anger and hate that anyone else would when he was imprisoned for his beliefs. But when he came out of prison, he set up the truth and reconciliation process that was actually a, a healing process for that fragmented nation that he entered into and became president of. That takes a lot of guts to not just want to attack your enemies. And forgiveness can also be the work of the body. Trauma and emotion is held in the body, so you might need to consider some body work as part of that process. And as as we sit, we do find we'll get signals, and we may get that feeling, that intuition, that we might need some body work. And there could be a shift of identity as we open up ourselves to new possibilities. We're essentially changing ourselves and that's a good thing. If we see ourselves as made up of values and memories then these are changing under our gaze. There is an undying capacity within us for forgiveness, for love that is untouched by whatever has happened to us and That is hard to hear and accept with the really difficult situations we might be wanting to forgive or begin to process. But consider it as a possibility. Think about those statements from the Dalai Lama and Nelson Mandela. And perspective. There's an Ojibwa saying. Sometimes I go about pitying myself when all the while I'm being carried by great winds across the sky. We and our lives are bigger than these dramas and I don't mean to belittle anything that's happened. There could be small dramas and there could be very large dramas and yet you can imagine the capacity of our life and nature itself as being so much larger. You've carried on despite those things so you've shown that resilience and that space and we're not alone there are many of us that have had similar situations many of us have similar feelings and emotions so we're all connected by this and there is always help available to you even if listening to this makes you think well i don't need to do that russell thank you but you do know what you want to do next then follow that intuition Remember that really everyone is doing their best. That's a good place to begin when we're thinking about other people's actions. So let's do a meditation. I'll guide you through the process and I'll be ringing my bell at the end. I won't be saying any more after that. So thanks again for listening. Do check out the other episodes if you wish. Links on russellsquire.com And feel free to contact me, the contact details are on my website, if you've got any feedback or questions, or if indeed this gets posted on Facebook, then you can of course contact me there. So thanks very much again, and all the best, let's begin the meditation. This is a three part meditation, and we're beginning the meditation with asking for forgiveness from others. There are many ways that I have hurt and harmed others, have betrayed or abandoned them, caused them suffering, knowingly or unknowingly, out of my pain, fear, anger and confusion. Let yourself remember and visualize the ways you have hurt others. See the pain you have caused out of your own fear and confusion. Feel your own sorrow and regret. Sense that you can release this burden and ask for forgiveness. Picture each memory that still burdens your heart. Gently say, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for your forgiveness. and now forgiveness for ourself. There are many ways that I have hurt and harmed myself. I have betrayed and abandoned myself many times in thought, word or deed, knowingly or unknowingly. Let yourself see the ways you have hurt or harmed yourself, feel the sorrow you have carried from this, and sense that you can release these burdens. Extend forgiveness for each act of harm. Repeat to yourself For the ways I have hurt myself through action or inaction, out of fear, pain, and confusion, I now forgive myself. I forgive myself. For the ways I have hurt myself through action or inaction, out of fear, pain and confusion I now forgive myself I forgive myself and finally forgiveness for those who have hurt or harmed you there are many ways I have been harmed by others abused or abandoned knowingly or unknowingly in thought, word or deed we have each been betrayed remember the ways this may be true for you feel the sorrow you have carried from this past sense that you can release this burden by extending forgiveness as you are able repeat to yourself I remember the ways others have hurt or harmed me out of fear pain confusion and anger. To the extent that I am ready, I offer you forgiveness. I forgive you. I forgive you. I remember the ways others have hurt or harmed me out of fear, pain, confusion, ignorance and anger. To the extent that I am ready, I offer you forgiveness, I forgive you, I forgive you.